Hello, everyone, and welcome to Season 4, Episode 22 of Nebraska Soccer Talk. I am your host, Joe Cleary. On today's episode, we have a short review of the Class B girls' soccer season, our final season rankings, and how they stacked up against our preseason rankings, as well as two really good interviews with two of the top Class B girls' players in the state of Nebraska. As a reminder, if you would like to support Nebraska Soccer Talk, you can via Venmo or Patreon. For $2 a month, you can support the content we put out on our website, this podcast, and our social media platforms. You also get early and many times exclusive access to game notes, articles, and other content we put out via email. If you want to contribute monthly, you can jump on our Patreon at www.patreon.com slash Nebraska underscore talk, or you can contribute lump sum via Venmo at www.venmo.com slash Nebraska underscore talk. As a reminder, if you contribute in lump sum, I just prorate your support as far as the emails that you receive. This episode is brought to you by Fleet Feet Sports. Fleet Feet is a local family-owned and operated store that is part of a network of specialty running, walking, and fitness stores across the country. Fleet Feet serves a wide range of active individuals, from people who are on their feet at work, to those who go on leisurely walks, to those who are running marathons. Fleet Feet will help you stay healthy and active. Fleet Feet has locations in Omaha and Lincoln, with a third location coming soon. For more information, visit www.fleetfeet.com. We are going to start this week's episode off with the interviews. First, we hear from Lakin Appel. Appel was an important member of the state champion Scott Catholic Skyhawks, and she also stacked up 17 assists this season to lead all classes. Lakin was awarded the Class B Tournament MVP by us at Nebraska to Soccer Talk, but that's just where her honors begin. The Lincoln Journal Star named her second team Super State, first team Class B All State, and Academic All State. The Omaha World Herald named her second team All Nebraska first team Class B, and honorary team captain. She was also a NSAA Academic All-State selection and a River Cities Conference first team selection. It was awesome to have her on the podcast, and here is Lakin Appel. All right, everyone, and welcoming to the show for our class, one of our interviews for our class B review is going to be state champion and our class B state tournament MVP, Lakin Appel. Lakin, thanks for joining Hello. us. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. So Lakin plays for the Scott Catholic Skyhawks, and she obviously is a back-to-back state champion now, and she also led the state in assists this year because of the one final assist in the state championship game. So that's exciting. But before we get into soccer, we want to kind of get people or let people get to know you a little bit more who you are. So mm-hmm. Lakin, um, we're just going to do some rapid fire questions. What's your favorite okay. pregame music uh, to listen to before soccer? Definitely rap. I like rap. Just gets me pumped up. Who's, anyone specifically? Um, I probably say my favorite artist for rap is Drake. Okay. Okay, good to know. All right, favorite food? Um, I'm a sandwich girl. Before games, I always have like a turkey sandwich. Simple, but. Yeah, tradition, right? You got to keep it yeah. simple. Where's yeah. your favorite place to eat in Omaha? Hmm. I'd probably say Charleston's. Okay. Kind of staple, but Charleston's. Yeah, I, I've driven past Charleston so many times and I've never been. So I probably have to try it's it. good. Once. Yeah, definitely have to go there. All right. Favorite last question before we get into the soccer stuff, because I know you have finals this week. So favorite subject in school. Um, I probably say science or math more this year, but okay. What science are you taking this year? I'm taking physics. Okay. A a tough one, but I I enjoy (laughs) it. So. All right. Well, enough talk about school because I know you have finals to get to. So we'll talk about some more fun stuff, but obviously ending the uh, season, uh, as state champions is always good, but how did you feel about your season as a team overall? Um, overall, I'd say this season was very different compared to our season last year. And unfortunately, I didn't get my freshman year, but um, there was a lot of challenges, I'd say, that we had to face as a team. We lost a classmate early on. Yep. Uh, Brina lost her dad the year prior. Some grandparents passed away. Lots of injuries. So there was a lot of things we had to kind of play around. And there were challenges that were kind of tough on our hearts while we were playing which made it more difficult, but we worked well together, I'd say, overall. 
Um, we really had a big family environment this year, which was awesome because like going into practice, you wouldn't worry about like, oh, like here's practice again. Like, I don't really want to go. It would be like a really good environment to go kind of get yourself away from school, all the problems of the world, like just kind of an escape. Yeah. And, um, and like, like you said, it was an off the field. It was pretty challenging knowing yeah. like obviously Scott, the Scott Catholic community dealt with a pretty, pretty big tragedy, but then your soccer teammates had some, some losses of their own as well. Mm-hmm. Um, on the field, it wasn't as smooth sailing either at times um, compared to last year. Last year, you all yeah. kind of just rolled through everyone. Whereas this year, there was a, 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 some teams challenged you quite a bit. And, and there, was mm-hmm. even, there was a couple losses on your schedule. Um, what was the mentality from the team and from the coaching staff after, you know, games where you struggled, maybe even like in the Duchenne RCC game? where you, you know, went to overtime, still won, but what was the messaging um, after close games or losses? You know, compared to last year, it was definitely different, but I think the mentality was pretty positive. There were some games we'd be like, wow, like we should have played better. Like the Duchenne game, we had some like bumps in our like path there. So I think the mentality from the coaches was mostly like, hey, like we believe in you. You guys just need to believe in yourself. Um, but as like, as a team, I'd say, we did a pretty good job of like bouncing back after those losses. We'd come together after like practice. We'd have practice the next day. We'd talk about what we did wrong and just be like, okay, we just need to completely forget about it, move on and play better in the next game. Yeah. So you, you talked about the, your team was very resilient on the field. Obviously I like you never experienced, I don't think two losses in a row. Um, and really your losses were to some, to some good programs. Um, when I got to watch you on the field, it just felt like, you all were such an overwhelming presence to other teams. It was just like, Mm -hmm. you, you always were almost always were on the front foot. So what were some other things on the field that you think your scut team did really well this year? Um, We changed our formation a lot, which was different than last year, which I think we did a very good job of. We started with a four, three, three at the beginning of the year. Then we went to a three, five, two, then to a three, four, three. And then the state finals, we were playing a four, three, three. At least that was what our mentality was before we lost a man. But we did pretty well of just being like, okay, like here's an opponent. We need to kind of change our formation to play against them, make them feel like, Hey, we have more front runners now. So now you have to figure out how to get past our first line. Like instead of having just the three front and then changing it all up. Um, We focus a lot on how defense wins games. Our seniors talk about that a lot this year, but um, our defense was strong all year, Uh, really good defensive shape. And um, I think that a majority of the time we were committed to like continuing to recover. Like if you were to lose the ball and you were the person to do it, you were like, okay, like that's my fault. I need to get back and win the ball back, which I think everyone did a really good job of this year. Yeah. Like you definitely all defended as a team. I think that's what made you so overwhelming was it was like everyone was doing their job defensively. Um, Before we talk about the state, uh, the state championship game, the, the last question about the whole regular season that I have is what makes, and I kind of talked to, Zach Weiss and Caleb Voss about this when they were on the, the mm-hmm. show but like what makes being the favorites kind of the you know the like the toughest thing like everyone like you always have that target on your back it seems like if you especially with Scott soccer mm-hmm. is, that, is that tough or is that something that you all embrace as a team or um I think it's kind of tough but at the same exact time for me especially it kind of lights a fire under us like oh these teams are watching our film they're studying how we play they know if they were to take out this person in the field, who do they move on to next? So I think that it was tough, but we knew that we were going to get everyone's best effort when we were playing. So everyone wanted to see us lose, but mm-hmm. it was just kind of like a fire underneath, like our stomachs, like, Hey, like don't let this team beat you because they're trying like that. Everyone wants to beat you. If Duchenne would have beat us in the RCC game, I guarantee they'd still be talking to it. Oh yeah. Talking about it. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, yeah, they definitely, and they gave it their best effort. Um, oh yeah. So I texted your coach after the state championship game mm-hmm. and you all experienced like as a former high school coach myself, you all experienced like a season's worth of things on the field oh, yeah. in one game. Right. So you had the, the red card goalkeepers out of the starting goalkeepers out of the game. Obviously, unfortunately, Presley Douglas mm-hmm. had to go to the hospital. Thankfully she's seems like she's doing better. Oh, yeah. um, you know, you had, a goal you had two rapid two times where it was rapid fire goals and then obviously penalty kicks and then on top of that you had that indirect free kick in the box that was just crazy Crazy. um what what was what was going through your mind through that whole game of just like 
up, down, all, like all around, like just things happening. Cause you were, you all were dominant the first, mm-hmm. like I think 15 minutes or 13 minutes before that. They like Norris didn't get across half line. And then the first time they did, there was the red card. Um, yeah. So like what was kind of going through all of your minds or maybe your mind specifically during that game? Um, during warmups, we all kind of were in like a good mood. It was like, we got this, we're going to go out there. We're going to kill this game. We want to win it for so many different reasons. But then when we got out there and then all the bad things just kind of like went one after another, it was just like, okay, if we're going to win, we need to win the right way. And at this point, there's like, there's nothing that we can lose. Like we're already down a man. It's now we're, now we're into the overtime. Now we're into PKs. It's just like, you got to give it your all or else like there's nothing really left. Like our seniors, especially we're talking a lot about how like, this is our last game. Like let's play for them. Let's play for Paige. Let's play for our grandparents. We lost Reagan. Um, who was supposed to play in the state finals, but got hurt in the semifinals. Like, let's play for her. So I think that it was, it was kind of very positive going into the game, but then all the bad things just kind of started happening. And it was just like, okay, like this is our time to shine. Like we just need to pull through on this one. Yeah. Got to try and do whatever it takes to push through. And I know that that's, that's really hard. And, but you had some good moments yourself in the state championship game, obviously making your penalty in the penalty kicks. But um, what was your, favorite moment from this last year like outside of the state championship game because obviously that's always going to be like mm-hmm. everyone's favorite moment. but what was your favorite moment was there a specific game or maybe a specific moment in the season off the field that that was something that you will remember for a long time I'm gonna have to go with a moment off the field so normally we do like team dinners and stuff we had a team dinner right before the state finals we went to one of our coaches houses and they made dinner for us and we were all hanging out and normally when we have pasta feeds and team dinners it's like okay, we had practice, we're going to have dinner, and then we're all just going to leave, because we have school the next morning, it's like everyone's tired, but this time it was different, we all kind of hung out afterwards, we were sitting around in the living room just talking, and um, the seniors were kind of giving their like last speeches before the state final, and Elizabeth Rosenthal, who was a transfer student for Scott this past year, she stood up and was giving her speech, and she was just talking about how much she, like, how much this team means to her, and how much, like, she feels welcome in our team, because Obviously, I feel that same way of like being an underclassman. The seniors make you feel welcome. And then having even younger players coming in, it's just nice. Like they're kind of like your little sisters and you're taking care of them. But mm-hmm. it was awesome to hear her just say how much it meant to her. And she really like understood of how much the understanding of how much of a family we were. So it was kind of like a heart to heart moment between like everyone on the team was just kind of hanging around. And it was nice to hear that from other people. That- yeah, like when it come, becomes more than just about like being good at soccer, becomes yeah. like good teammates, good friends. Um, those are the things that I remember from when I played. And and I think a lot of people, that's what we always tell. I think as coaches, we always tell players that you're going to remember this stuff, even like during mm-hmm. hard moments. Oh, yeah. And like you don't actually maybe believe them at the time, but then when you look back on it, it ends up being true. Um, yeah. Obviously, you play club soccer uh, for Sporting yeah. Nebraska this last club cycle. Uh, yeah. And what but what's your favorite thing about playing high school soccer because obviously club and high school are different Mm -hmm. um I'd say it would be probably playing like you play against your opponents during club season you come and you're like oh we're on the same exact team now Mm -hmm. so it's nice because not only do you get to go to school with these girls but then you're playing with them and then playing against girls that are older than you or younger than you like I always love when there's a matchup between me and a senior and I know she's a senior and I'm like okay like I want to take you down I want to beat you one v one it's just kind of like more of like a like oh I just beat you and you're like two years older than me so yeah you throw and you throw more like yeah the age thing in there the high school rivalry stuff in yeah there. oh yeah um because like you might even play like you said you might even play against someone who's in your own club but they're not on your team because they're mm-hmm. two or three years older than you or two or three years younger than you so yeah. it's kind of like you just see different players you don't normally see um in the community but uh you were the sole leader in assists mm-hmm. um for A and B over the whole state, uh, I think 17 was the final number that you landed on, which is oh, yeah. awesome. You piled up four in the state tournament, oh, yeah. um, one in every game, and then you had two in one game, I think, right? Did you? Have I think it was the first game. Quarterfinal, yeah, yeah I, I figured yeah. it was the quarterfinal. Um, but what type of, so I thought the one assist that I really liked was yours in the state tournament uh, to uh, Presley Douglas oh yeah on the header was like because like you got it's kind of the best of both worlds for someone to, who's given the assist right you get your individual moment of great footwork to get free mm-hmm. and then you just put it right on her head and then she scores a great header but what's is that your favorite type of assist or what's your kind of favorite type of ball to play uh to see it come off like that you're like oh yeah that was awesome uh I love seeing teammates get the header goals but personally I'd say I like to go 1v1 I like to go end line 
normally when like during the state finals, um, some of the Norris girls were like shouting, like, she likes to go inline, she likes to go inline. I'm like, I'm not, I'm still not going to stop going inline just because you're saying that. So, <laughs> yeah, I do like to go inline. <laughs> yeah, like I, I love going 1v1 getting inline, but I probably say my favorite type of ball is just like a hard driven ball right across the box, okay, specifically cut, probably like cut back ball once you get yeah, to the inline. Okay. Yeah, definitely like right in between um, the PK spot and like the 18 yard box because I feel like it's more difficult for a goalie to understand like, hey, like do I come out now or do I sit? Yeah, that, so that's... it just kind of more that's a that's a wicked tough ball to defend yeah. too because like your defense as a defender you're running back towards the goal mm-hmm. and like it's like well I don't want to put the ball in my own net but I also have to not let the attacker get it so um, oh, yeah what's your mentality when you're on the ball I mean obviously like you don't just get 17 assists by like it's I mean obviously there's some fortune to it but you don't just get them by luck and accident like mm-hmm. there's some skill and, and vision in there like what's your mentality on the ball uh, when you're looking in that attacking third um, I was, my dad taught me from a young age, just get the ball at your feet and go. So that was kind of like always my mentality. But then after like, okay, I'm left footed. I know that I can kind of trick people with that. Not very many people are left footed and on the left side. So normally I just try to take advantage of that. Um, pick my head up, find the ball, like try to place it right in the specific spot. Um, sometimes, I mean, it probably sometimes looks like I'm just like picking my head up and just kicking it, but normally just like between penalty spot the 18 yard box between the six yard box just trying to put the goal in a tough spot I guess is what I'm trying to think of like you just it sounds like you basically are telling your forwards or anyone who's in the middle like hey this is where I'm going to put the ball if you can get there like you're going to have a good chance at scoring which some of your some of your younger players did I mean like Presley English did a great job at getting to that spot a lot I know yeah (laughs) she she kind of showed up she just flew into the box every single time like she's a freshman and she's scoring all of you so good for her yeah. Um, who is an opponent this year, maybe in the last, this, like since you've been in high school that you most respect, whether it's an individual player or even a full team, uh, which, which one is that you most respect that you've gained a lot of respect for over the last two years? We definitely didn't have very many easy games this year. And I think as a team, we definitely respect every opponent, but for me going back to back in the state tournament with Norris, I'd probably say Norris is my, like, I respect them the most. Yeah. They, they, they give you, and like, they give you, Oh, good game. And mm-hmm. obviously you give them, I think you give them their best game too. And I even said it out. Well, like I said it earlier, I think that I wouldn't be surprised if it's you two again for a third time oh, yeah. in a row, you know, next that year. That would not but, surprise me either. Yeah. Yeah. But we'll see. Um, who is one of your teammates that impressed you this last season, either someone who you've played with for years or maybe one of the newer players, or, or maybe there's two of them that, that uh, impressed you a lot um, that really brought a lot to the team. I can probably give a shout out to everyone's single person on my team this year. We had a really good team. Our defensive line was solid. I'd probably argue that we had one of the best midfields in the state. They worked really well together. And then mm-hmm. especially having a freshman as a forward and our, our wingers just knew how to attack. But um, if I had to pick one person this year, I'd probably say um, our sophomore Delaney O'Doherty. She was our good. center back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Center back in the state finals. Um, since she was a freshman last year, we really didn't see much of her on the field as probably as she would have liked. And we were kind of joking around at the state finals because she was saying, she's like, guys, like last year, I didn't play a single minute in the state tournament. And this, this year, like I played the entire state final and we're like, yeah, yeah. like, that's just crazy. She, if I had to pick like one person, it'd definitely be her. She's, she's a solid defender. She's extremely quick. Um, she's not afraid to drive. And she's like, she stepped up to take the PK during the state finals. And she's just an, impre- an impressive all around player, I'd say. Yeah, you had a lot of young players step up to take penalty kicks in that oh, yeah. in the state final. Like, uh, I mean, I was kind of surprised. And then obviously, uh, Corinne Merkel, who's oh, yeah. the youngest one, like the freshman, just buried the penalty. But what? Oh yeah, I know. I saw your reaction after you scored the penalty kick. What? That's like the hardest. That's the hardest walk jog from center mm. line to there. Was that reaction more? Was it like equal parts relief, equal parts? I'm excited that we're gonna win. Like, where was your head at? on that moment um with going first I definitely was like kind of like oh my gosh if I miss this I feel like I'm gonna like be the reason of the letdown so walking up I was I would say I was pretty nervous it was it was like a a scary moment I'm just trying to like keep my a straight face just walk like see how it goes but um I'd say my reaction was mostly like excitedness because I knew that like okay I just made my PK I have four other girls behind me I have full trust in all these girls to take their PKs we've practiced them I've seen them shoot them 
So I'd say my reaction for myself was probably just mo- like mostly just, I'm so excited that I just made that. Like, yeah. One, and one step closer. And you, like you said, you, you have, as the first kicker, you have the potential to set the tone in a negative way, but you also mm-hmm. got the, you got to set the tone in a positive way, which ended yeah. up paying off obviously all the way through. Um, last question about the state championship game, and then we'll move on kind of the, what's the future is looking like. Mm-hmm. Um, watch the video of your, of the celebration of the team on the field. Uh, I'm pretty sure I saw a player fall during, yep. <laughs> during the celebration. Oh my gosh. And yeah. I played it over and over. I was like, who is that? I was like, oh, and this was before, like after I asked to interview you and I was like, that was like, and I'm going to have to ask her about that. Oh yeah. Um, uh, we were so excited. I don't even know. Like afterwards, I like didn't even think about it. And then somebody came up to me like, did you fall? I'm like, oh my gosh. Like I did fall. We were running and my feet must have just gotten caught up with somebody else and I just like ate it I just ate the turf and I was like whatever I'm gonna back up yeah you got up really quick you were right yeah I was like hopefully nobody saw that it's honestly funny because like if you watch uh I think when I was coaching college we won uh my last year we won two overtime games and both times someone fell coming off the bench celebration like it's just a mass of people it just happened but I was like I'll have to ask Lakin about it obviously you got up and celebrated um yeah how do you feel like the next season is going to go? Obviously you lose some, you like you lose some, mm-hmm. lose some seniors, you lose Brina, um, Sydney, Reagan. I know there's two others. I'm, I'm blanking on their names right now. Uh, Vic. And then we have Elizabeth and then yep. we had the twins. Yep. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So like about six or seven. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. like, but you still return quite a bit, obviously yourself, oh, yeah. uh, Tess Barons, um, some of the youngers like Presley Douglas and Corinne Merkel, mm-hmm. uh, your goalkeeper comes back. Um, oh yeah. So how do you, how do you feel like, what's, what's the goal for next year? Is it three Pete or bust, or is it kind of just, Hey, let's just put ourselves in the best position. Um, great question. Honestly, I 100% believe that going back for a three Pete is going to be on the table. Um, we have a solid returning group, like you said, and every single game is probably going to be a good battle again this year, next coming year. But, um, we have a solid team. I think a lot of people leave like their egos and like, Oh, we play for Scott. Like we just leave that out of it. Um, no one's really above another person, even for grade levels. We all just kind of play as a team, which I think is awesome. Um, I have confidence in our program for next year. I think we'll probably, hopefully, win another state title next year, yeah. which is the goal. But Yeah. Uh, and then let's go. We've talked a lot about your team, a little bit about you. But the final question I have is, uh, I know that I've heard um, both from your dad and coaches that your goal, obviously, is to play at the next level. Mm-hmm. Um, how is your recruiting process going? What's it been like navigating that as a 2023 mm-hmm. graduate dealing with COVID? Cause that's been, yeah. a, it's been quite a wrinkle in a lot of 2023's recruiting journeys. Oh yeah. Uh, COVID's definitely changed uh, the way that you can be recruited. I'd say, but um, personally, I've had a lot of really good conversations with some good schools, but um, I'm excited about my future. I'm just not really sure where the right fit is for me right now. And I just want to make sure that everything's like in line with my academics, like academics and sports are very, very important to me. So I just want to make sure that like, if I choose a school, it's going to work out for both things. Yeah. And I like, I like that uh, you use the terminology of getting the the right fit for you academically mm-hmm. and, and athletically. I know, I know your parents will probably love to hear that too. Do they oh, want yeah. you to, do they want you to stay close to home or? Um, my, I have an older sister that goes to KU and they right, think that's yep. like the perfect distance. So I don't know. I feel like if I go somewhere warm, they'll be like, okay, like we're moving with <laughs> my mom thinks it's freezing here. And I'm sure my dad just like, oh, closer to more soccer, like just get to go watch. So okay. I think they're kind of, they're open to anything, but. All right. Well, cool. Uh, Lakin, uh, thanks for joining me. Uh, appreciate it. Congratulations on the good season as a team, but also as a good season as an, an individual. Um, Look forward to being able to watch you play club uh, coming forward this, you know, this summer and fall, but also look forward to seeing you back in the green of, of Scott and, and oh, see yeah. if, if you all can do uh, make that three-peat happen. So again, thanks for joining me. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Thank you to Lakin for joining me on the podcast, and I want to wish her the best of luck in her recruiting journey. Any program that gets Lakin will be getting a good player, student, and person. We look forward to promoting her commitment once that happens. We are going to take a quick commercial break before we get to the second interview of the podcast. (music) 
Nebraska Soccer Talk is grateful and thankful for Deer Creek Sports Cantina and Tacos. Deer Creek Sports Cantina and Tacos is located in Northwest Omaha and is a good family-friendly neighborhood hangout. They serve Mexican comfort food with all natural braised and grilled meats, maize tortillas, and salsas made from scratch. They also have a variety of beverages for your enjoyment. When you go to Deer Creek Sports Cantina, tell them you heard about them on Nebraska Soccer Talk and receive free chips and salsa with your meal or drinks. Deer Creek Cantina is located at 12221 Mary Plaza Road, which is right off of 120th and Military. Visit DeerCreekSportsCantina.com for menu and hours. And remember, when you go, tell them Nebraska Soccer Talk sent you. Our second interview is with another top Class B player from the state of Nebraska. Reese Bohr, who played in the center midfield for the Norris Titans this past season, is a player who has come on strong over this past year. From the defensive midfielder position, Bohr still managed to score 10 goals and dish 11 assists. Her strength and growth on the field did not go unnoticed this year. Lincoln Journal Star named her Super State second team, Class B All-State first team, and Academic All-State. Omaha World Herald named her to the All-Nebraska second team and Class B All-State first team. Reese, who also serves as a leader and team captain for the Norris Girls soccer team, helped the Titans finish runners-up once again this past season. Reese and I talk about Norris's growth as a soccer school, their season this past year, and then Reese unfortunately ages me terribly with her and her teammates' music of choice before games. Here's Reese. And our second interview of the Class B season review is Reese Bohr. Reese plays center midfielder uh, for the Norris Titans, and she is one of the stronger players, not just only in Class B, but in the entire state. So we're excited to have Reese on today. Reese, thanks for joining me. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, excited to have you on. Obviously, your mom's been a big supporter of ours um, with Fleet Feet, but uh, you know, I, I knew you before I knew your mom through soccer. So excited to finally have you on rather than just watch you on the field. Um, before we get into the questions, I want, you know, I always like to get our listeners to, a chance to get to know the, the people who are on and kind of who they are um, outside of just basically soccer stuff. So what's, uh, what's something that you like? what's your favorite food before pregame? Or do you have some sort of tradition or ritual that you like to stick to before the game? Um, pregame, I definitely like to keep it light. So usually I'll just have like a banana or granola bar or something that I know won't mess with my tummy too much. So usually something simple before a game. Okay. And do you guys do team dinners uh, with your high school teams? We do. Every Wednesday we do a team dinner. So what? usually that's like a pasta or a, like a pizza, whatever the parents bring in. Those are always <laughs> super fun. Yeah. Team dinners are the best. What What's your, what's yeah. your favorite like, what's your favorite pasta if you had, if you could choose? Like, every team dinner, what pasta would you want? Usually, I'll go for the fettuccine Alfredo, sometimes mm. spaghetti, but yeah. So yeah, when I, was a when I was a college coach and we ordered pasta from Olive Garden, I always had to order double fettuccine Alfredo because that just seemed to be everyone's favorite. Yeah. So, oh, oh yeah. what's your favorite pump-up music to listen to before practice or before games? Um, I mean, I'd say usually I do like a rap music or something like that. But in high school, we like to bring back the throwbacks and we'll usually listen to a lot of like throwback rap or just like, I don't know, I just say like 2000s music kind of get us all going. It's kind of our favorite. Wait, is 2000s music throwback music? It's kind of throwback. For oh, us. no, like, <laughs> early throwback. <laughs> Sorry to do that to you, but <laughs> uh, no, that was uh, when I was coaching in college, my uh, we listen uh, our girls like the 2000s hip-hop and rap and, yeah uh the the players I was like yeah this is like the music I listened to in high school and they're like <laughs> oh yeah coach this was awesome and I'm like oh my goodness um all right last question what's your favorite subject in school or what do you hope to study in college I know you're a couple years away from that but like what do you what are your where's your head at right now um I'm hoping to study biology so probably in school like anatomy biology are probably my favorite things to study Okay. Are you hoping to go into medicine eventually or that's kind of the goal. Yeah. All that's right. kind of what I was hoping for as of now, as of right now, that could yeah. change. Very cool. Yeah, of course. Uh, and then last question before we get into the soccer stuff, what's your favorite place to eat? I know uh, like you're not in necessarily the Omaha Metro area, but like what's, what's your go-to place or what do you, where do you like to go? If you like to, if your mom or dad give you the chance to choice to go out to eat. 
Um, I guess it's not really super sit down, but Chipotle is definitely a solid choice that I could have like every day. <laughs> You're Chipotle every day. What kind of oh, burrito? Yeah. Oh, definitely a steak burrito for okay. sure. Okay. Every time. All right. Well, we're gonna we're gonna get into the soccer questions. Obviously, another really good season for you all at Norris. Um, obviously tough end to the season, but how did you feel about your season as a team overall? Um, this season, I think at least like compared to last season, our style of play has definitely improved. At least if you've watched us from last season to this season. Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, we still had a very like good record, obviously, but I think we always kind of have those games that bring us a little bit of trouble. And I, we definitely had those this year with a couple teams. And I think that's definitely, I don't know. Those are the games that we really like to have as a team. They kind of bring us all closer together. And I don't know. I think we definitely just learn a lot from those games. So I thought it was a good season overall though. Had a lot of growth for sure. Yeah. I, I thought, and I said this to a lot of people, I thought that last season, I thought you were talented. I thought you were athletic this year. I thought you were talented and athletic. And like you said, we're playing better soccer mm -hmm. um, and you closed that. I thought you closed that gap on Scott even mm -hmm. more so than last year. And, and I'm sure that gap is going to, the goal is to continue to close that gap, right. Yeah. Heading into next year. Um, what you said, the team did have a good record. What are some things that you felt and, and played a better style? What are some things specifically you felt like your team did really well on the field this year? I think like, again, I'll just say it kind of compared to last year, because those are kind of the only two years that we've had. But um, just possession on the ball, I think, definitely improved. I think we've done a better job of just, like, moving the ball around, like, just just playing better soccer, I guess. Like, different ways to score goals. Like, kind of last year, I thought we kind of had the same thing over and over again. So, definitely just getting more creative. And I think that also goes along with becoming closer with each other and, like, being more creative on the ball and just – overall it just definitely improved yeah I thought that was I thought that was the unique thing about your team is when I went when I saw you play a couple times um you could score goals off set pieces both free kicks and corner kicks you scored goals off of like hustle opportunities like rebounds yeah. and chances you scored off of crosses through balls combination play like you didn't just beat a team one way you could beat a team multiple ways which is which is what you need to do uh, especially if you want to go further um you obviously play at a really high level uh in the ECNL and club um, and which is, can be different than high school where you have a, ver a variety of levels and you play with a bunch of different players from different clubs. Yeah. Um, but what's your favorite thing about playing club soccer? And then what's your favorite thing about playing high school soccer? Um, club soccer, especially playing with like the ECNL, I'd say my favorite thing is playing, playing against girls from everywhere. Like we'll play girls from Florida or Washington, like Kansas or California like definitely just playing girls from everywhere is like a cool aspect of club soccer and then high school soccer I'd have to say like just how close you become with the girls like it's a full grind for three months it's a short season so yeah. you have to grind every single day with them after school like just with how close you become you spend so much time with them bus rides game days just everything I'd say getting close with the girls is probably my favorite part of high school yeah, and it's obviously it's a lot of a lot of girls that you see in the hallways in the school, yeah. sitting sit next to in class, maybe eat lunch with. Uh, what was your favorite moment from this last year? I've asked a lot of players this, and and I like the different answers. Like it can be an on the field answer, it can be an off the field answer. If you have more than one, that's totally okay too. Um, but what were some of your favorite moments from this last year, maybe even the last two years that you really enjoyed that you'll remember past your high school? uh playing days um I guess at least like I'd say mm, I would just want to say the state tournament as a whole like making it there I mean Norris girl soccer has never like made to the state tournament before last year mm -hmm. so just like the excitement that we get like before we leave for state we probably have a state send-off for sure the first day the last day and then usually we'll get some people out for a send-off on the second day and we get the kids from the elementary school, the intermediate school, the middle school, and they all come out and wave goodbye to us. And that definitely makes our day. Like it makes our whole month, I'd say. Like it's really fun seeing the whole Norse community come out when we go to state. And yeah, that's probably, we all look forward to that. Probably the favorite part. 
And I think that's that's probably the coolest part about being maybe from a smaller school and in in, you see that a lot more. I mean, you do see send offs from class A schools, but it seems like the class B schools like they get like they get the elementary kids involved. They yeah. have the middle school kids involved. And I'm sure that a lot of those players who play soccer in that community look up to players like yourself and, and, and some of your teammates, um, which is also really cool. Um, and the state tournament's obviously just a fantastic opportunity to play in a, a cool yeah. environment. Um, as far as opponents or maybe even club teammates that you play against in the high mm-hmm. school, but so your teammates in the club and then opponents in high school, who's a team, obviously Scott's always like, you know, Scott's going to be the top of everyone's list, but other than Scott, who's a team that uh, you really respected on the challenge that they gave you this last year? Yeah, for sure. I would say either Elkhorn North or Lincoln Lutheran. We both, we had to play both teams a couple times and that's definitely a hard thing to do because you kind of learn each other's style of play, learn how each other like plays, I guess, overall, but probably Elkhorn North, like, I don't think their record kind of showed how good of a team they were because they definitely gave us trouble the couple of times we played them. And then same goes with Lincoln Lutheran. Um, We definitely struggled when we had to play them. Like we had to come up with new ways to score, new ways to move the ball around. So probably those are the two teams that I'd say I respect the most. Yeah. Lincoln Lutheran definitely made it tough, tough on you. And and Elkhorn North, I think is only going to get better. I I think that they're probably a program that'll be sticking around for a little bit longer now that they're a new school and getting their first time in, in state. Um, Who's a, who's a specific opponent that even if you play against them in club or, uh, or play with them in club that you play against in high school, that you're, you're like, this player is a really good player. Like I respect how they play. Oh. Um, a player that I know specifically, I'd probably say Mia Hurt from Bennington. I do play with her in club and she yep. definitely gives a struggle. I think she is a player before we play Bennington. Like everybody honestly knows her by name. We kind of know how to defend her. And she definitely gives us a hard time when we play Bennington. Well, and she kind of sits in that same, when you guys play each other, she sits in that same area that you sit in because you play more of that six, that defensive midfield role. And she plays like that 10 withdrawn forward type of position. So, yeah, uh, I mean, even the picture that you sent me for the graphic has uh, (laughs) has, has her in the background. Side by side. Yeah. (laughs) Um, We're usually with each other when we play each other oh yeah that I mean that makes sense I could totally I mean even if even if you played in opposite parts of the field I could totally see coaches deciding to try and match you two up because it's a pretty good battle um obviously you return a lot um Mm -hmm. your goalkeeper graduates uh Isabella Kester um and then Sophie Tolero graduates Mm -hmm. as well um and I'm, I'm sure I'm missing another one I just know that those two are are pretty keys but you return a lot um, yeah. How do you think, how do you think next season is going to go? I know that's still a ways away and you have a lot on your plate before then, but yeah. Where do you think next season's going to go? Um, I'm honestly already looking forward to next season. I think the players that we're returning are going to be very, very good. And I think they'll only continue to grow in the off season, but I think we also have some eighth graders that'll come in and like improve the program. And I definitely think we've kind of set the bar now, like as well, like, we know how good players have to be, like that type of thing. So I think good players will continue to come in and push us, push us all, I guess. So this year, the freshmen definitely pushed the people that were coming back already. But yeah, I thought, yeah. I think it'll be good next year for sure. Very cool. And, and I talked to, so the other person that I interviewed for the, the podcast today uh, uh, was Lakin Appel um, from mm-hmm. Scott. And I, you know, I kind of, I, she, you know, she said like, oh yeah, Norris is a team that obviously we always think that can do it. And like, really the early predictions would be that it would be, it's going to be you two again in the final, hopefully, yeah. you know, possibly next year for a third time, yeah. um, which will be another interesting matchup, you know? And yeah, but obviously there's other teams out there. Bennington's still going to be quality uh, Columbus SCOTUS um, mm-hmm. will be a good team as well as Duchenne. So but I know that she said, yeah, that she, that would be a matchup she would be looking forward to again too. Cause it's, yeah. you, it, it just seemed like it was inevitable this year. So yeah. Last, like focusing more uh, towards you individually, obviously you play, you play in the six uh, in high school, you play a little bit of a different position in club. Talk about what that's like playing two separate positions and how that's helped you as a player and what have, and what some of the challenges have been. 
Yeah, so in club, I play outside back, uh, usually outside right back. And going into high school season last year, I was pretty nervous about playing the midfield role. I wasn't sure. I didn't know that I was actually going to play midfield at all. <laughs> surprise. I, yeah, for, it was a surprise for sure. But definitely something I grew to enjoy. I think it helped me more during club season than I thought it would. Like, I definitely don't regret playing it. My just overall foot skills and ability to see the field has definitely improved a lot. And I think going into club season, like I will be a different player and I become a different player than I was when I left it. So I think playing a, a couple different positions is good for sure. And I think it's overall helped me improve as a player. Well, it's super important because, you know, I know you want to play at the next level and we'll get to that in a minute, but yeah. um, you know, when I coached in college, a, a lot of my players at the next level, they had to be able to play you know, a second position just in case you just never know. Yeah, um, sure. And obviously you want to take every opportunity. Like, I love what you said there about, you know, I feel like I, I left the high school season a better player than when I came in. And I think that's the important thing that sometimes we understand, are we like people kind of dog on high school? Cause it's not obviously as high a level as club is at times, yeah. but there's still a lot that can be taken from it. Um, what, what do you see your role as being in next year as like, now it's going to be your third year. Um, yeah. Do you view, are you viewing yourself more as a leader? Um, like what kind of responsibilities do you feel to the team? Uh, yeah, for sure. This year, this year, I definitely stepped into more of a leadership role as well yeah. than I had last year. So I think that will probably continue on, um, on to next year with different players coming up. But yeah, I just think it's like, I guess just leading with effort and kind of leading by example, I think will definitely help like the underclassmen and the new freshmen coming up. So probably just keeping the bar of like the bar of excellence pretty high, keeping the yeah. intensity high and just kind of trying to continue that even after I leave is definitely something that I want to leave on our players for sure. I like that. I like that a lot. Um, so a little bit more about you. Mm -hmm. uh, we talked a little bit off air and obviously we're not going to talk, we won't go into depth about what schools and where, but how has your recruiting process gone over the last couple of years? I know as you know, it's, it's hard because uh, COVID yeah. really threw a wrench into especially your years. Yeah. Um, recruiting. How, how, how has it been going? Like what kind of emotions have you felt throughout the recruiting process? Um, well, everyone always said to try to enjoy the process. And I'd say <laughs> it's been pretty difficult to do that. <laughs> but like in the beginning, I had a couple teammates that got recruited very early yep. in like eighth grade even. And that was very stressful for me. I also kind of started growing a little bit later. So I didn't really get many looks until even recently, I'd say like the last year for sure. Even six months is definitely more when it's been picked up. So I guess I was very stressed in the beginning, but honestly, it all just kind of ended up working out. And I think the last couple months, it's definitely gotten more serious. So even I'd say later in my process, it's becoming more serious. So it, everything doesn't have to be early. There's really no reason to stress about it. And hopefully soon I'll kind of figure it out for sure and know where I'm going to go. Yeah. Hopefully soon we're retweeting your announcement, <laughs> you know, whether that's in a month yeah. or six months or whatever that is, but it's exciting yeah. for you. Obviously I, you know, I, I've been a big fan of yours uh, since I saw you play, you know, in high school. And then even last summer I, when you played that in that ECNL game against the UWS team, I thought you held yep. down really well. Um, but yeah, it's so funny when people say that about their, I, I even caught myself, I've caught myself saying that like, enjoy the process. It's like, it's easy for you to say it's not your yeah. process. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's, it can be stressful for sure. Yeah. What, what, uh, so obviously you're in a different spot. What, what type of advice would you give? You kind of said it a little bit, but what type of advice would you give to 2024s? Cause yeah. June 15th is coming up here pretty soon for them. Um, yeah. but even like 2025s, cause I've had some, I've, I've talked to some 2025, you know, some freshmen, yeah. um, who are like, what should we be doing? Should we like, and what kind of advice do you have for players, but also like their parents? Cause obviously your parents were probably had probably been a little bit involved in the recruiting process. Yeah, for sure. Um, I would honestly, some advice that I would give is really just try to become the best player that you can be like, especially while you're still young. And I don't even know, like go to camps, I guess, but 
really just decide what schools you actually would go to, like if they were interested, because it's kind of easy to just send your stuff to all the schools like, oh, I want to go here. I want to go here, but actually sit down and decide where you think you'd want to go, why, pros and cons, things like that. And then be realistic as well with where you want to go, because everyone can say they want to go to UCLA or play for North Carolina. <laughs> yeah, but... everyone could if they would, you know, yeah. everyone would play there if you, if you could. <laughs> exactly. So just being realistic with where you want to go, how you see yourself on the team. But yeah, I mean, I don't want to say trust the process, but knowing that with work, with like hard work, it will come eventually and opportunities will come if you just take some time. Yeah. And I, I really liked what you said about like figuring out where you want to go, like in the type of school that you want to be at. I, I think a lot of times yeah, people look at a school and they look at a name and they say, yep, that's the place I want to go to. Um, and, but they don't realize like, oh, it's in the middle of nowhere or, yeah. oh, it's in a small city or, oh, it's in the middle of, you know, a, a major metropolitan area or they don't yeah. have my major. And it's like, I really liked that piece of what you said was, you know, like, like that, that, that's a good, I think that's the, pro, like, that's really good advice, but generally good advice as a whole. Um, yeah. And let, don't, you know, it's, it's okay to be stressed about it sometimes. I think. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I don't, uh, I think saying like, don't stress about it is a, is a pretty easy thing to say for people who are who aren't in it for sure. Cause I remember a lot of the girls that I coached in college, they said the most relieving thing ever was when they committed. Cause they were finally just done with the recruiting stuff. Yeah. Um, I'm definitely looking forward to it for sure. Well, good. Well, Reese, uh, I appreciate you coming on. Um, congrats on a good year, both as a team and individually. Um, I look forward to seeing where you end up collegiately, but I also look forward to seeing how you grow the next year as a, as a player. Thank you to Reese for joining me on the podcast. I never put out the player-specific recruiting prospects uh, out into the public, uh, but off-air, Reese was able to share a little bit more with me. It'll be exciting when we finally get to hear where she ends up competing at um, going on to the next level, and we look forward to helping prom promote her commitment as well when it happens. We're going to make a quick uh, transition into our final Class B season rankings and kind of talk about how they stacked up against our original preseason rankings as well as just a little bit of a season in review um, and talk about some standout players. We will end the podcast going through our final top 10 rankings. Before we get into our final rankings, I want to revisit our preseason rankings. So before the season started, our Class B girls rankings looked like this. One, Scut. 2. Norris, 3. Columbus Scotus, 4. Lincoln Lutheran, 5. Duchenne, 6. Lexington, 7. Mercy, 8. Elkhorn North, 9. Ron Colley, 10. Scotts Bluff, with a watch list of Bennington, Blair, Ralston, Northwest, and Aurora. Now that the season is over, our Class B girls rankings ended up something like this. Scott in at number 1, Norris at 2, Bennington at 3, Columbus Scotus at four, Duchenne at five, Northwest at six, Lincoln Lutheran Raymond Central at seven, Elkhorn North at eight, Mercy at nine, Elkhorn at 10, with honorable mentioning mentions, honorable mentions going to Platteview, Scotts Bluff, and Ron Colley. Obviously, the Scott Catholic Skyhawks are our number one team, just like they were at the beginning of the year. The Skyhawks definitely weren't as dominant this past year, and we had talked about that, but that didn't stop them from taking home their second straight title. Last year, I thought the Skyhawks were more superstar heavy. Obviously, CeCe Barron's carried a lot of their goal scoring load for them, but this year they were definitely more of a, a, a committee when it came to their goal scoring output, and obviously even defending is always by committee. Uh, standouts from this year's team, obviously, Lake and Appel, who we interviewed, uh, she had a very good year in a good state tournament. Um, but Presley Douglas was a good goal scorer for them, as well as in the midfield, uh, Sydney Wells and Caroline Dobb. Um, we already highlighted Appel with the Class B Tournament MVP, but a couple of players I'd also like to highlight a little bit more would be Brina Whitaker, Tess Behrens, and Delaney O'Darity. Behrens and Whitaker played 
anywhere that they needed to for the Skyhawks. Uh, while O'Doherty was uh, a consistent and strong presence in the back line for the Skyhawks, even though she was quite young, um, she played a lot of solid minutes for them. Uh, they will definitely return as favorites uh, to go for that three-peat next season. In at second are the Norse Titans. The, they end, the end is once again going to be disappointing for the Titans, um, They but they are closing that gap. Um, I didn't feel like this championship game, they were that far off, obviously, just the, the post. Um, and I think they're going to be back next year very strong. In the back, I thought Peyton Wilkinson and Grace Kohler were phenomenal. Uh, if college coaches at some level aren't looking at Grace Kohler yet, then I don't know what to tell you. Uh, Grace is a strong defender who is good on set pieces, and she can play well with both feet. In the midfield, Reese Borer and Claire Macklin ran the show. And up top, Sophia Tolero and Kennedy Sullivan provided the firepower and the goals for the Titans. Uh, Sullivan specifically, I thought, was a tough player to manage for opposing teams. She scored 26 goals this season, but she also spent some time as an outside back, which is she's very good at that position too, um, just because of her ability to get up the field, obviously her technical skill, but then her athleticism. The Titans only graduate a few players, uh, Tolero being one of them, and then Isabella Kester, and that is also moving on um but they're definitely set to renew their challenge for the state title again next season in at three is a team that i woefully underranked at the beginning of the season the bennington badgers proved me wrong very wrong this year obviously mia hurt was excellent this year that name should not be a surprise to anyone um she was helped in the attack by taylor mcfalls and avery boss linnea larson and evan cornett were good on the other side of the field for the badgers one player we all wish we probably could have seen more of was a player that shocked the Duchenne Cardinals out of the state tournament. Speedster Mallory Mintern was a joy to watch in her two-goal effort in the state quarterfinals. She scored some really good goals and was just a problem. Um, unfortunately, she was out for a big chunk of the year due to an injury. So hopefully an injury doesn't keep her off the field next season, as I expect her and McFalls uh, to cause some teams problems and have to shoulder and be responsible for the goal scoring um, and the attacking that uh, void that Mia Hurt leaves with graduation. In at four is Columbus Scotus. I had the Shamrocks in at three at the beginning of the season, and you wouldn't get a ton of argument from me if you thought that they belonged at three at the end of the season as well, ahead of Bennington. The big story, of course, from the Shamrocks is the Brzezinski family. Coach Christie is assisted by her husband, John, and they have the opportunity to coach their two daughters, Libby and Emma. Together, the Brzezinski girls piled up the stats with 60 goals and 26 assists between the two of them. They got a lot of attention this year from opposing teams. They got a lot of attention this year from the media, and rightfully so. They, they're good players. The Shamrocks will be a force as long as those two remain together, which they will get another shot at it next season. That said, Scotty, Scotus also had another player who was a standout, um, not just in statistics, but also in when people watched her uh, when I was around the field. They just gave a lot of people complimented her uh, when I talked to them about Scotus, and that was Izzy uh, Kadavi. A freshman attacker um, who who did a who did a lot of good things. Um, she obviously received some postseason honors and, and and stacked up her own statistics. I believe she was a double digit goal scorer. Um, the Shamrocks will have expectations to be in contention again next season. Um, uh, ending the season at five, where they started are the Duchenne Cardinals. Duchenne surprised me. Um, and had they not been caught by a good Bennington Badger team in the first round of the state tournament. I would have expected Duchenne to have given Norris a run for their money in the semifinal. Uh, the Cardinals had a lot of pieces of a quality team, and they return a lot of those pieces next year, which is something, obviously, you're hearing as a theme for Class B girls soccer. Uh, they uh, Up top, they have freshman Janie Peterson. She was a handful for a lot of defenses, just really, really fast, um, could score goals. I thought Tatum Vaughn was good as a forward, sometimes as a midfielder. Um, she obviously got... Uh, quite a few goals herself. Um, and June Mullen did a great job in the midfield for the Cardinals. She was uh, like pulling the strings, kind of the engine in the midfield for them. Um, but I think one of the more surprising players that we didn't talk a lot about, or that I didn't feel got enough credit or talked about enough um, was Izzy Johnson and goal. Uh, Johnson, obviously young and raw if you watched her, but she was one of the best keepers that I saw in person this year, like behind the older, maybe higher performers. Um, like we've mentioned before, you know, Smite Hog out of Lincoln Southeast. Delaney Dobbin out of West Side and, and Taya Baker out of out of um, Burke, uh, and like I said earlier, I think Duchenne returns a lot of a lot of their players, and like Scotus, they they really expect to be in contention again next season, and uh, I expect that as well. 
And at six were the impressive Grand Island Northwest Vikings. The Vikings should be incredibly proud of their achievements this season. They were a very young team. Again, another theme in Class B girls soccer. And they were led by a high-scoring freshman duo in Lupe Sanchez and Evie Keller. The Vikings started like a half dozen freshmen at, a t- at times. I mean, I heard even up to possibly seven freshmen at one time. While this was their first trip to state in program history, I would not bet on it being their last. And obviously when they get back there in the years to come, they're going to want to get a win there. Outside of their talented freshman class, the Vikings also return over a half dozen upperclassmen next season, including Lexi Lilenthal and goalkeeper Leticia Rego gossman um, So I think that they had a good year. Uh, I think there was a lot of question marks about the Vikings, but they answered those. Um, I did have them in our teams to watch list at the beginning of the season. I just wasn't sure of how they would handle the graduation of Riley Eshelman. Clearly they handled it fine, and they're going to continue to handle it just fine with their young talent that they have coming up. In at seven were Lincoln Lutheran Raymond Central. I had the Warriors higher at the beginning of the preseason, and they were still well-deserving of a top 10 rank. They were 11-5, and five, but three of their losses were to Norris, and I believe their other two, I know one of them, other losses was to SCOTUS. So um, even in the interview with Reese Bohr from Norris, you could see how much she respected uh, Lincoln Lutheran and that the Titans had that respect for Lincoln Lutheran because all, they always gave Norris a tough game. Uh, the Warriors were led in scoring by All-State second-teamer Sierra Springer. Senior Shanae Burke, Reagan Hawley, and Hannah Kyle were also solid contributors throughout the season. The bad news for the Warriors is a lot of those key contributors and goal scorers um, are going to be lost through graduation. So they're going to have to figure out what their next steps are looking like after that. In at eight, right where I picked them, were the Elkhorn North Wolves. Um, the Wolves moved up from that ranking and certainly down from that ranking during various times of the season. Um, as they were a hard team to figure out. However, as they always, as they say, water always finds its level, and so did the Wolves. Unfortunately, despite the trust I placed in the Wolves, I didn't have an opportunity to watch them play this season. I'm hoping to get out and see them play next spring, since I live reasonably close to the school and the field. Shailen Haida and Michaela Fox graduate, but the Wolves return a lot of their other talent and are surely set to have some freshmen come up through the ranks that they will hope to give them a lift that will keep them in the state tournament conversation. In at nine, the Mercy Monarchs. The Monarchs originally were seventh in our preseason rankings, but their rough start to the season saw them fall out of favor fairly quickly. However, in fairness to the Monarchs, they bounced back and stormed the second half of their season, really only losing to, I think, Marion and Scott and maybe Elkhorn North um, with their other three losses before losing to Elkhorn North again in the district final. The Monarchs do return some key pieces uh, next year, including goalkeeper Zoe Sizemore. I think that Mercy will find themselves in the state tournament conversation again next season, but I'm not ready to kind of, I'm not ready to put them in that conversation of maybe the top four, top five teams in class B. Taking up the final spot at 10 are the Elkhorn Antlers. The Antlers were unranked and not in our teams to watch list. So definitely a big oversight and miss by me. Elkhorn had a pretty solid season and they played a hard schedule, but they couldn't quite overcome their inconsistencies. They finished nine and nine. And never won more than two games in a row. They lost to Lincoln Lutheran Raymond Central in the district final. Uh, and Elkhorn, similar to Mercy, returned their key con- contributors. Uh, Kennedy Meehan was a second-team All-Stater. And they also had three All-State honorable mention players, uh, Lauren Budecki, uh, Olivia Bailey, and Adriana Pagan. Outside of the top 10, I thought Platteview, Ron Colley, and Scott's Bluff had solid seasons. We kind of expected that. Uh, Two standout goal scorers from those teams were Morgan Mancuso and Emma Middleton. Mancuso from Roncalli has two seasons left for the Pride. She notched 29 goals this year, which is a great number for her. She's athletic. She caused problems for teams. Um, when I went and watched Roncalli versus Norris, uh, Norris handed Roncalli a pretty big loss. And they the, Roncalli definitely looked overmatched at times, but one player that didn't look overmatched in that game was Morgan Mancuso. Um, so that's a big credit to her. Emma Middleton, who is graduating from Platteview this year, or graduated, I should say, at this time. Um, she's continuing her soccer career at Kearney, which is the Division II school. Um, they compete in the MIAA. Uh, Emma netted 29 goals this year, taking her total to just under 60 goals in three seasons. I believe she's had something like 58 goals, which is a, an incredible tally. Um, she definitely would have been over that mark had she gotten to play all four years, um, unfortunately losing a year to COVID. Uh I haven't seen uh, Emma play 
from the time she started high school and the recruiting process. Um, I think I don't have any doubt that she will be a, a solid contributor at the Division II level. Um, I did have Lexington in the top six to start the season, and they probably had the chance to be in the top ten um, with their talent and, and, and roster, but injuries and inconsistencies hurt them this year. Um, I know in talking to their coaching staff, uh, they definitely have plans to rebound and hopefully stay healthier next year it's, and, and put together a better season um, next spring. It's hard when you're when you can't stay healthy in the spring season. It's just too short, um, and when you lose players for two weeks, you may lose them for six to seven games, and that's that's a third of your season right there um, for some teams. So uh, always tough to overcome injuries, uh, and that can always lead to the inconsistencies I mentioned earlier. Uh, I think there are some other players to give shout outs to before we end the season review. First, uh, from Concordia, uh, goalkeeper Emma Barnes had a good season again and is a quality goalkeeper. Uh, she is headed to Tarleton State in Texas. Her teammate, Elise Seacrest, is also a good player. Elise is a young player um, that definitely has potential to play at the next level. Um, and then another player from Ron Colley that I thought had a good season was Mia Stoffel. She was a workhorse for the Pride whenever I saw Ron Colley play. Uh, unfortunately and obviously, I'm not able to see and or recognize all players in all the season reviews I'm going to do. Um, but I want to give congratulations to all players in class B. You gave us a great season. I expect you will give us a good season next year as well. Your individual awards and team rankings and championships and conference titles only serve as expectations for next season, uh, both by myself and people around the state. And they probably have expectations and you probably have expectations for yourself. Um, but if you went without the recognition you wanted or didn't finish where you wanted to as a team, that can definitely serve as motivation. Uh, before we move on to the finale, I just think one quick piece of note about this review and other reviews that will be coming out along with the rankings and team selections that Lincoln Journal Star and Omaha World Herald come out with, it, it, it's impossible to get it 100% accurate. I tried to show that by admitting the teams and selections I got wrong, and I'll do that in every review. Um, it's just not possible uh, to see all the players and to know how things are going to pan out and to see how players would potentially stack up against each other. Um, I know that um, the contributors at the Lincoln Journal Star and Omaha World Herald reach out to coaches. They sometimes even reach out to me um, to get my opinion um, on, on different teams. Um, but all that only goes so far. Um, every year I see the teams, and I think they do get it mostly right. I, I, I'm not going to get into which players I think should have been included and which players I thought maybe could have been on different teams. Um, and there are two reasons behind it. One, uh, I didn't. we didn't start this platform to be critical of other media covering soccer. That's just not what we do. Uh, if anything, we want to work together with them to make sure that we have more coverage of the sport. Um, I've talked to a lot of those that cover the game uh, for us as a soccer community, and I'm really thankful that they do it. Um, they are definitely braver than me to be the ones that put the teams out. I talked to Nick Rubeck about that. I'm like, I don't, I don't want any business of all state teams. I really don't. Um, because of, because of you're bound to leave a player out. You're bound to upset people no matter what. Um, but the second reason is I, I think second guessing selections and rankings denies the players and the teams that did earn those spots for credit for hard work. It's not like a player just magically appeared into uh, an all state team without doing anything noteworthy. Um, so I think that's an important thing to remember when we're when we're talking about players belonging and where they should go. Unfortunately, there are always going to be players left out that should be on a team. That happens every year at every level, college, high school, professionals. It does not matter. Um, and there are always going to be teams that should be ranked higher than others. Um, but And they aren't until uh, they're proven people like myself wrong. Um, unfortunately, that again, that's a part of it. If you are a member of the Nebraska Soccer Talk Supporters Club, you know how to reach me. You get emails from me almost once a week during the season. If you have questions on what I think, I'd be happy to discuss my thoughts privately, but I was not going to get into it a ton publicly on social media or on the podcast. Thank you for listening to this episode of Nebraska Soccer Talk. I hope you enjoyed the interviews and the brief season review of Class B Girls Soccer. This episode of Nebraska Soccer Talk was brought to you by Fleet Feet Sports. Fleet Feet is a local, family-owned, and operated store that is part of a network of specialty running, walking, and fitness stores across the country. Fleet Feet offers a ton of different things for yourself or any active people in your life. 
Beyond Shoes, which they are the best in the business at. They also have everything else for your fitness and workout needs. Make sure to stop by one of their locations in Omaha or Lincoln and be on the lookout for their third location in the Exarban Village of Omaha. You can also shop online by visiting www.fleetfeet.com. As a reminder, if you would like to support Nebraska Soccer Talk, you can via Venmo or Patreon. For $2 a month, you can support the content we put out on our website, this podcast, and our social media platforms. You also get early and many times exclusive access to game notes, articles, and other content we put out via email. If you want to contribute monthly, you can jump on at our Patreon at www.patreon.com slash Nebraska underscore talk. Or you can contribute lump sum via Venmo at www.venmo.com slash Nebraska underscore talk. Stay tuned for next weekend's podcast. We are going to have the Class A boys review along with two very special interviews. I've already recorded one um, and I'm recording the next one tomorrow. So I'm really excited about that. Uh, Thank you for listening again to Nebraska Soccer Talk.